0: You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Alright, you're listening to Bears Nation Podcast. I'm Josh. Uh, we have Jake and Chris with us as, as usual. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the spiel right off the beginning. If you're listening to this podcast, go subscribe, go like, do your thing. Um, also, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Uh, we appreciate everybody who listens and takes the time out of their day to just, <laughs> just listen to three guys talk about the Bears. So... Um, I I genuinely enjoy doing it and I I, I believe Chris and Jake do it cuz I mean I I believe they do it because they they love talking about the Bears too. So um let's go ahead and talk about this last game. Um you kind of have to love the Bears genuinely uh after watching this game cuz cause, <laughs> cuz cause if, if there's any Fairweather fans, they look at this game and just this game it'd be quite worrisome for the rest of the season. Uh what are your immediate
2: thoughts on this game? I mean, obviously, it's a bad loss. Um, <clears throat> I think we talked about briefly last week that this could be a trap game. Uh, you know, I, I'm disappointed, obviously, in the outcome, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is still a team that's eight and four and leading the division. And um I mean, I thought about it so much, like <clears throat> because I actually listened to the game because I was driving from Chicago back to school. And I spent like the last 20 minutes of my drive thinking about it, and I actually think that you know a loss like this uh, kind of wakes you up as a team, kind of brings you back down to earth. Maybe they were reading their own headlines, believing you know the smoke around them that they're Super Bowl contenders. I think a loss to a Giants team is maybe what you need to refocus before the Rams come to town.
1: Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, my immediate reaction uh, to the the game is, uh, the bears need Trubisky and they need him pretty badly. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I was actually one of the guys that was kind of skeptical, um, about him. Um, I was kind of iffy about him, um, you know, this whole season and I was, I was, I was pretty harsh on him. I would have to admit, but, um, after watching that, I mean, I, I, I have to say that the bears do need him pretty badly. And, um, you know, Chase Daniel replacing Mitch Trubisky is a huge step down. And, and I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't think it would be that big of a step down um, with the way Trubisky was playing early on in the year. But, um, yeah, we, we it's clear that we need our QB. Um, and, you know, our defense, I, I, I don't know what it is with, with our defense on the road, but it just seems so just not focused is probably the right way to, to, to describe it. But it just seems like a different team when, when we're on the road.
2: You legitimately cannot say that Mitchell Trubisky is just a system quarterback now. Yep. Because if that were true, like Daniel would have had the same success he had against the Lions. You yep. saw what happened now that a team had a full week of film, recent film that is, on him and time to game plan for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my immediate thoughts on the game were just it, Jekyll and Hyde. Um, the, fir- the three games that we lost looked exactly like the game on Sunday um one second where Super Bowl contender playing players who are just dominating at every level and then you got the next week where Eddie Jackson drops an open like he had an interception at one and he dropped it and you just don't see that from our guys you know you don't see silly stuff like that um and uh, granted it was a tough catch that Eddie Jackson would have had it was at the it was near the beginning of the game I don't know if you remember but um it was an opportunity and he doesn't he doesn't let those opportunities go. So you can tell like right off the the very first play of the game, you could tell that this this team wasn't thinking. So my my initial thoughts are Jekyll and Hyde. Like there's there's one second we've got Super Bowl contending potential and then the next we're losing to the Giants or the Dolphins. And all of our losses are have all been by the skin of our t- by the skin of our teeth, like just just barely losing. I, I think we lost to Green Bay by how much? Do you remember? One point. And then we lost to um, Dolphins by, by three. three. And then the Patriots, Patriots by seven. And then now three this week, and that it's just <laughs> heartbreaking. And then the way we lost too, man, like just lose in the fourth quarter if you're gonna fall apart like that in the overtime. Like four four fumbles that we we didn't lose them, but four potential fumbles and overtime like come on. Come on. You know, like we just fought so hard to get to that spot. But we'll get there. Um yeah, so just overall disappointing outing for this game. But let's let's go ahead and break down the team and what we saw and what what we liked and what we didn't like. So on offense, I think we can all agree that we love, love, love Tariq Cohen, but I'll let you guys Is that just uh, an
2: invitation to sit,
0: start going into that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it.
2: Um, well, actually, before we do that and like go into our individual players and talk about Tariq Cohen, do you guys two things? What did you guys think of Nagy calling the timeout before mm. the half ended when he could have just let the clock run? And then also, are you guys fine with the call to go for just the extra point and go to overtime? Because, I mean, me personally, I thought the timeout call was a little bit foolish. Uh, I think he should have just let the clock run. Um, Obviously, you know, momentum, you can debate that all day if it's a real tangible thing. But regardless, uh, a Giants team going into the locker room, seeing those points up on the board and seeing that they're still in it, uh, I think that just at least makes their mentality better. It gives them a little bit of a boost, uh, at least mentally and from the player's individual standpoint. Um, and, you know, you know, you have Saquon Barkley back there that can rip off those runs in the manner that he did, the 22-yard run. Um, and Nagy has mostly been, been good with the play calls and with his timeouts uh, since the beginning of the season. Like, I haven't remembered anything that's made me scratch my head or anything like that uh, in a while, maybe five or six weeks. Uh, so that was a little bit disappointing to see kind of, I guess you want to say, that regression. Um, and then to finish my own thought... I, I was fine with just kicking the extra point. You had all the momentum. Uh, if that two point conversion doesn't work, then you lose, uh, in a worse way. And then we're sitting here talking about, Oh, you could have won it in overtime. So I just was wondering what oh, okay. you guys thought about that too. I see what you're referring to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I, I mean, right now it's easy to say we should have gone for two cause we lost anyway. But, um, at that time I, I, cause me and my buddies were all watching this together and I would, and they, they were asking the same question. Um, Right before we scored, and uh, I told him the same thing. I was like, "Yeah, I was like, you have to kick the field goal. You have to kick the extra point here, and uh, and head into overtime." Um, so yeah, I, I 100% agreed with that decision.
0: i sitting here right now after seeing what happened, and the end. We could debate all day long why he should have gone the other way, um, but that that timeout at, at halftime. Um, Just seems just seems dumb. Like yeah, give Tariq Cohen a chance um, to score a touchdown, but how many seconds were left?
2: It wasn't much. No, I mean if that timeout isn't called, the Giants don't kick that field goal. Yeah. Um, Saquon, I mean the chances of Saquon
0: Barkley breaking off a twenty-two yard run on third and twenty-three, the chances of them even running the ball in that position. Were slim to none, so I, I mean, I can't sit here and say Nagy knew that that was going to happen, and like I can't sit here and say that those those the chance, the percentages of him actually doing all all of that coming together, and the play happening the way it did, I'm sure Nagy obviously knew, or in his mind that that wasn't going to happen. So I can't I can't beat him up too much for that. I can't. I'm sure other. I I mean that's the narrative so far. that he shouldn't have called that timeout in hindsight 2020, and we can see what happened from it. But, I mean, if they had stopped him at the line, it would have been done, and we could have had a chance to go down the field. But, yeah, it was dumb. Uh, (laughs) Sitting here looking at it now, like it was – I mean, what are the chances of us scoring – on the flip side, what are the chances of us scoring off however many seconds we had left, you know?
2: Well, and the reason Nagy gave was that he wanted to give the punt block team a chance. I mean, the Bears have faced 50-some punts this year, and they've blocked zero of them. Yeah. So, I mean, that just doesn't make sense either. I mean, yeah, I mean, that play call was just very questionable. Well, Uh, Nagy's
0: usually pretty open about making mistakes. So, if that was his mindset, that's probably what he was thinking. Like, he's usually pretty open about saying, yeah, that was a mistake. Like, he usually comes out and says it. Um, Right. So, I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, offense. You, you seem pretty stoked about getting started talking about Tariq, so I'll let you I'll let you open up.
2: Um yeah, I mean Tariq, I mean it was good to see him kind of bounce back. I guess he hadn't really had a had an impressive game like this in a while. Um it, he had been kind of quiet in the weeks leading up to this. I mean, he only had 14 rushing yards before this, 27, 15, 5. And receiving yards, he had been quiet too 45, 23, 29, 8. And, and that's all the four games prior to this Giants game. And he explodes for 12 catches and 156 yards. Um, and then obviously the pass touchdown that he threw was unbelievable too. But um, it's nice to see him get going. I think that's also part of the game plan. With Daniel back there, you knew you didn't have the deep ball. Uh, You knew that you couldn't push the ball as much. You knew you had to kind of go with these misdirections and, you know, use your best playmaker as much. And I think that's why you saw Tariq targeted so much. I think you saw that's why you saw only three targets or uh, three catches for Taylor Gabriel. Uh, It's because the deep ball wasn't there. So you had to reply on these short, quick routes to try and make something happen there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can talk. For hours about Tariq Cohen uh, and how good he's been, you know, since coming into the league. Uh, you know, he, he's just—he's so exciting to watch. Um, you know, it always feels like he can—he can make a play out of nothing. So, um, you know, I, I feel like every team needs a player like that to just—to just bail a team out. Um, you know, at, at when, when situations are, are not going uh, their way. Um, and another guy that I feel like played really well was uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like looked like the guy that uh, we paid the big bucks to. Um, you know. He, he honestly, he's he's a top 15 uh, talent when he's playing at, at the level that he should be playing. You know, uh, obviously, Chase Daniels, the backup, so he's going to target, you know, the, the, the main weapon the most. But, um, you know, he, he Robinson looked like he was getting open, you know, more than he wasn't. So that was that was really. Good yeah. Um,
0: Anthony Miller, he's got was he a six touchdowns on the year already?
2: Something like that. Yeah, and his Might goal. Seven.
0: His goal was eight, so he wanted to. Yeah, he, he's got six. And he wanted eight on the season, so I mean, he's 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 playing well. Like he's a rookie, and we're watching him grow, um, and it's pretty neat. Um, somebody I was disappointed in. Uh, I don't know if you guys are ready to move on to that, but Taylor Gabriel. He had a few like crucial drives, and then the fumble. <laughs> Granted, we could we could talk about the weather and how how bad it was, but on the flip side, the Giants. They didn't have the near the turnovers that we did, or even just the fumbles that we had a ton of fumbles that we, we got back, luckily. I mean, even Tariq Cohen dropped one, but he, he picked it up in time. Um there's a lot of fumbles uh this game. Now, Taylor Gabriel was just off off wasn't he was off his game this week. So that yeah. that was that was tough to watch. Um especially with how well he's done. And why are we using Taquan Mizell so so often? I mean, he he was serviceable. He did his job for the most part. I just we have two really good running backs. I just don't understand why they keep putting him in there. Do you guys know why?
1: Um, I I don't. Um, you know, he he's not awful, but I just feel like he he's like fine. Like he's he's just fine. Like he's not awful. He's not great. He's just whatever. Um, and I I. I mean, it's fine if he's in there for a play or two, I guess, maybe three, but I mean I, I don't understand why and and the snaps he, he was getting were were pretty crucial like plays. So um, you know, I, I, maybe he's maybe um, you know, he's performing in practice and he's trying to just give him a, a chance to prove himself. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't understand that as well.
2: I mean, it's fine. I mean he had five touches all day. Um I mean, granted, he's, been, he's in there for more snaps than that. But, I mean, Nagy's talked about before how he trusts him, how he trusts Mizell, and how he likes what the nuances that Mizell does, like blocking, things like that. So, I mean, I'm fine with it. Obviously, when he's actually calling plays for the running backs, that's when you're seeing Cohen and Jordan Howard the most. So, I mean, if Mizell's going to be in there just for little, small details that maybe we're not noticing, I'm fine with that. Um, on the subject of Taylor Gabriel... I mean, it's kind of like I said, I mean, I think it's just the game plan change. I mean, you don't have the deep ball as much, Um, you know, the weather probably does affect that a little bit, especially when you have a weaker armed quarterback and the wind there. So I just think it was a matter. I mean, we talk about it every week. It's game to game who, how, whoever's going to be used in which way. I mean, you saw you didn't see Trey Burton at all in this game. I think that's also just game plan because right. Tariq Cohen was just doing his thing in the short routes.
0: It's not that Taylor Gabriel wasn't used. Um, what was disappointing about Taylor Gabriel is he was used and he had a couple of drops that were crucial yeah. in the time that he that he was playing. And that's why I was disappointed in his gameplay. I know that's not who he is. Like he's proven, he's proven himself multiple times with some crazy catches. So I'm not like, oh, it's over, it's done. Taylor Gabriel stinks. Like I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying in this particular particular game, it was just off. It wasn't. It wasn't him. It was. It was just a weird day for everybody um, on the offensive side of the ball, except for Tariq Cohen. And I mean, Allen Robinson did his thing, but I feel like we don't feed him the ball enough. Which is, I guess that's okay because you don't want to be you don't want to know who we're throwing to kind of like Antonio Brown and, and all those other big time wide receivers. Like they know who they're going to feed, like Odell Beckham, how many targets did he have? Is there any way we can look that up really fast? Like big name had
2: nine targets.
0: Yeah. Like those big name guys, like they just constantly over and over getting thrown to, um, whereas Allen Robinson, you never know if we're going to throw it to him or not, but you know, he's going to catch it. And that's, that's, that's what's cool about, um, him, actually, I may have just proved myself wrong. Allen Robinson has a 57.7 catch percentage. That's not good. <laughs> um, receptions divided by targets. I don't know if they uh, – this is on pro football reference. And I don't know if they take into account like crazy throws that he had to like really jump for or if it's like a jump ball and it was in his hands and then he dropped it. I don't know how they and get well, that I mean, percentage.
2: there's also – a couple games that he was playing hurt, too. That's true. And, you know, a groin injury is something that affects how you play the ball. So, I mean, I I have no issues with how Allen Robinson's playing.
0: Um, Adam Shaheen got his touchdown, so that was cool. It's cool to see that. Excited to see him getting more playing time. Yeah. Um, He actually has a (laughs) 100% catch percentage, so that's cool. He's had two two targets, two receptions. One one was a two point conversion, the other was a touchdown. So he's doing pretty good, if you ask me. It's um, decent. Yeah. Um so let's move on to defense. Um unless we're, you have... we're just
2: not gonna talk about Jordan Howard having four point eight yards ah, per dang, carry. I'm just
0: so used to talking negatively. You are correct. Let's move on to Jordan Howard. Go ahead.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean I was listening to this game and I I mean Howard sixteen carries, seventy six yards. Averaged almost five yards per carry. He had a long run of 25. Yeah, I mean, that's the game we've been waiting for him to have. I mean, still hasn't cracked 100 yards, sure. But, I mean, he was efficient. He had a long run. Uh, In overtime, they gave him the ball, and they trusted him. I mean, kind of like that Miami game, where you know he's going to be able to handle that duty. Um, So, it was nice to see him come back. I mean, we've been talking about it. Oh, where's Jordan Howard? When he's going to be used? When... I mean, they keep talking about how they're going to use him and how they're waiting for the right situation. And, I mean, we finally saw it. I mean, it was a very efficient game.
0: And then the one time that we finally saw it, I didn't bring it up. I'm so sorry, Bears community. Uh,
2: I was shocked. I thought for sure you were going to bring yeah, it up. Yeah,
0: me of all people, too. I love the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris, you have anything on it before I, before I go in on it?
1: Yeah. Um, I... I don't want to be this guy, but.
2: But um, you gonna be. <laughs>
1: have, I have no idea why. I think he only what was it like four carries in the second half, four or five carries in the second half, which literally makes zero sense to me. And, yeah. and this is kind of what we we're talking about weeks ago um, about how like it's just sometimes I just feel like Nagy like overthinks it too much. Um, I, I just think you you have to feed feed the hot hand, especially with with. Um, How well he played, like what Jake was saying. I mean, almost five yards per carry. This is what this is a Jordan Howard we've been waiting to see, and he finally appeared. And Nagy just kind of went away from it, which I don't get at all.
0: Well, you could tell, like one of his uh, his what he's elite at is the is vision. So if he has a second just to see the coverages while he's running and where linebackers are running to to block him, do you see him like cut on the outside? And then that's that's where he got most of his yardage was, was from when he had a second just to look, and when the line actually held for just a second, so he could look to see where he needs to run. And when he he's such a patient runner, and when he sees it, he hits it, and it and it he gets, what was it last year? I think he had one of the most twenty plus yard twenty plus yards carries, if that makes sense. Um, I think he had one of the most last year, um, top top five, I want to say. Um, the most twenty-plus yard carries. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and it's because if he has a second to run and be able to see where the holes are, he cuts back into them so easily. Um, and that's why zone running is so perfect for him. And so I I completely agree. I don't know why they stopped using him in the second half. Because
2: I mean, even even. I mean, go ahead. Think about think about the. Uh the position they were in coming from behind had to move through the air mostly. You're going to use Tariq Cohen in that situation. When overtime started, they went right to Howard. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that is a good point.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Well, Giants were behind in the second half at the beginning, and they, they opened up at Saquon Barkley. But that's, I guess that's not much of an argument because they have Eli Manning. Oh, we had Chase Daniels as our quarterback, so it is an argument. I don't, if, you, if, you, if you've got a guy like Jordan Howard, use him. And use him the way he needs to be used. Is, uh, and I think that's what I've been preaching this entire time. Like, If we're not going to use him the way he's – I mean, he deserves to be on a team that's going to use him to his strengths. Like, stop making him do stuff he's not able to do.
2: I love Jordan Howard with all my heart. I think he's great. But I mean, him and him and Saquon Barkley are just not on the same kind of plane. Um, I think Jordan Howard's very good. I think he's an excellent running back. Saquon Barkley is a generational talent. I mean, he was the second overall pick for a reason. Uh, He's unbelievable. I think you can't really I mean, I think that's apples and oranges when you're trying to say, oh, well, look how the Giants use Barkley. Barkley's extremely dynamic. He does everything at least a step better than Howard does it and I love Jordan Howard that's no knock against him he's great like I said but Barkley is just he's a generational running back well that 22 yard rush that gave him the field goal at the
0: end basically he moved like Tariq Cohen at the size that he's in at at the size that he is like he Saquon Barkley is a beast and um, I don't I don't doubt that but
2: the, your point still stands that yeah. you need to use Jordan Howard in the correct situation. Because you've used him before.
0: Well Jordan Howard was what was his what was his yards per carry again? Four point eight. And if your running back is doing that consistently, <laughs> then you go to him. Like you use him. If their if their run game isn't is if their run defense isn't doing as well as the past defense is, then you use your run. At least that's basic... Logic just tells you that, at least in my opinion. I don't. I don't. I'm not the coach, and we've talked about that over and over again. I'm not an analytics guy. I, I, I like to say that I know football, but logic tells me if the run game's working, use it. But, I mean, especially especially if Chase Daniels throwing terrible, terrible throws. Like, I don't know. Anyways,
2: I mean, you saw why he's a backup.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: But one and one in games that Trubisky wasn't there. I guess I mean if if we're trying to be positive, we've got that to hold on to. So that's that's nice.
1: Yeah, and it, and it was a it was a divisional win, so
0: Yeah. Um are we ready to move on to defense or do you guys have uh I guess we can mention <laughs> we could this will be a good segue. Keem Hicks uh got his uh refrigerator Perry uh <laughs> touchdown. So that was cool. That was fun to watch. Um, yeah, and awesome. they they tried getting giving Jordan Howard the touchdown, but it just didn't work. They set him up in the Wildcat, didn't work. So they're like, all right, let's see if Hicks can get in there. <laughs>
2: let's, let's throw a three hundred and thirty pound man out
0: there. Yeah, let's see if they could stop him. Um, on Giants' side of the ball, Alec Ogletree was man. He was reading Chase Daniels like a, an open book. That, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, both of his interceptions were. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but I don't like talking about the opposing team. Um, (laughs) uh, let's, uh, I'm ready to move on to the defense. If you guys are. Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, defense kind of back to my point of the Jekyll and Hyde thing. They, they had some of them were playing really, really well. I mean, Khalil Mack got his sack. Um, and Akeem Hicks was on fire the entire game. Um, but there were just some silly, silly mistakes—just missing open tackles and stuff like that. Like they norm, they, they where they normally do make those tackles. And uh, the article where we send out our um, game predictions, um, in my paragraph, I said if we stop Saquon Barkley, we could win this. And mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley ended up having 125 yards or something.
2: It, it, it was. Is pretty high. Yeah, under. he had 125 yards on the ground, and um, then uh, he added 21 more uh, through the air. Yeah, and
0: he, I kind of foresaw it coming just because of Legarrett Blount and what he was able to do against the against our defense against uh, uh, two weeks ago. So on Thanksgiving, so that was that was hard to watch, especially since I. I said it in the article and I didn't want to be right in that because I, I said it was going to be win. I thought we were going to stop him like the Vikings game like we stopped Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray but uh, nope that's not what ended up happening so um, let's talk about positives first and then we'll get into the negatives so even though I just started the negatives uh, Jake what, what stood out to you
2: I mean I I didn't think the defense played awfully I mean this is only the third time the Bears have been have had 30 points scored on them all year. It's the first time in six weeks since the Patriots did it. Um, and really, you consider it was the defense only gave up 23 points when you consider that seven of the Giants' points came off the Chase Daniel interception. So I, I think the defense played well enough for, to give the Bears a win. I mean, Trevathan and Roquan had 10 tackles each uh I mean Hicks uh, Hicks had a pass defense too and a sack Cleo Mack had another sack um you know you only had one turnover this time and i that's only the second time all year that you've had less than two turnovers in a game um so that just kind of tells you that this defense thrives off creating mismatches and creating chaos and turning that into turnovers uh so that's a little disappointing but I mean, I thought they overall played well. I mean, Leonard Floyd had another sack. He's starting to come around finally. That was a monster Uh, sack, too. Yeah, so I think there were a lot of really good things about the defense. Obviously, just the end result wasn't what you wanted it to be. Um, And again, I mean, back to my earlier point, I think it's a nice wake-up call um, to have Odell Beckham throw a 50-yard touchdown over your head to prepare you for the Rams and wake you up a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I was actually thinking about that, too, after um, after the game. I think it was Sunday night. Um, you know, I was thinking about – I was like, man, you know, our defense didn't play good again. And then I was really thinking about it. I'm like, they honestly weren't too bad. Um, it was just, you know, that, that pick six in the beginning kind of killed everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I, I just wanted to mention one thing, and uh, I know I'm always – People on this, people that listen to our show probably hate me because I'm always the one that's bringing up the bad stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I just feel like when when we lack to, to force turnovers, when we when we lack um, turnovers, like to force turnovers, um, I just feel like uh, Fangio's conservative like scheme can be exposed at times because um, you've seen like two bad QBs kind of. Um, Gets some crucial first downs and 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 just make crucial plays that those QB should not be making on a top elite defense like ours. Um, so I don't know if you guys have, have kind of thought about that at all or um, or anything, but yeah, it just it just seems like when we're not getting turnovers, um, like it's just we're missing tackles and 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 and, and you know when when it's bad with our defense, it's like it's like it's really bad almost. Um, and you know I, I just hope. Um, they can continue to force turnovers because that's that's what's been winning us game games. Um, you know, sometimes our offense is not is not doing anything and our defense um, forces a turnover, scores a touchdown, and um, you know that that's just how it rolls. So hopefully they can just keep it up because uh, I'm not liking what I'm seeing.
0: To me, it's like a, a conditioning thing because they'll be really really good first, second, third down, and then they'll give up a giant play on third down to get the first down. Like they uh, one in particular that sticks out is Benny Fowler. Um, not a great r- wide receiver. I mean, he's not bad, but he's not Odell Beckham. Um, broke a tackle and ended up getting the first down, which is, I think it was, I want to say it was Eddie Jackson that missed the tackle. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, so don't quote me, but I, I'm pretty sure that was the play that Eddie Jackson missed the tackle. And I, it's it's like plays, and that's just one example. I'm just giving one example of a few where third, third down comes or it's second and 23 <laughs> about to be halftime and then they give a 22 yard rush up like it's just they're really 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 good and then they give up those giant chunk plays and that and it messes them up like it messes up who we know they are and that's that's what's frustrating for bears fans is we we come out and <laughs> we don't have a lot right it's just our pride riding on it right like they have Paychecks. They have their jobs. They have a lot more riding on it than we do. But as as fans, we come out here and we're like, oh, we're the best defense in the NFL. Like you can't. um, Our turnover ratio. We're number. We're at least top five in every. Blah blah blah. Like we're super super good. And then they come out and do a game like this, and we're just like, uh uh, like we're silent on Twitter for a week until they beat a team like the Rams. So I I I think they did great um, in the sense that with what they had to work with. Um, Chase Daniel's, I mean, the off Chase Daniel, the offense in general had a lot of turnovers and that, that are a lot of three and outs and that's tough on a defense. And I get that. Um, It's just those chunk plays that they need to get rid of, but it sounded like Jake, you were about to say something.
2: I mean, it's just kind of back to my original point that really the defense only gives up 23 points. um, If you, don't count the uh pick six because that's not on them obviously mm-hmm. and then i mean the trick play obviously you'd like to have them see more awareness on that and keep a better tab of what's happening but i mean the def- like i said the defense played well enough i think if trubisky plays you win this game uh you obviously don't have the pick six i don't think obviously it's easy to say that but i don't think you have the pick six to start the game I think that last ball to Taylor Gabriel that got deflected, I think that falls because I think Trubisky has the stronger arm and he could have let him instead of putting it somewhere where Landon Collins was able to get it. And I just I, – I think that, yeah, the Bears fans are going to be quiet on Twitter now, but I think that's because they know, like, yeah, you there's the stats didn't pop out, but you still are a great defense. You uh-huh. still have – I mean, Fuller had an interception that brings your team total up to 21 when you had 24 combined from 2015 through 2017. Uh, yeah, Bears fans will be quiet, but also, like, I think because you can realize this was a quietly okay to good game for the defense.
0: Yeah. And I, I agree. I just, just a frustrated fan. And so I, I got to blame somebody. And Yeah.
2: yeah obviously, you hate to fall for the trap game.
0: Yeah. Um, those and we've already talked about it, but those those turnovers, those turnovers and three and outs really kill a defense. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I mentioned at the beginning, but this game felt like it was going to over it from the. <laughs> it felt like it was going to be a disaster from the the kickoff when Mizell, uh dropped the ball in the end zone. Do you guys you guys remember that the very first kickoff? Mizell yeah. dropped the ball and it rolled out, and he ended up picking it up and. I think we were down on the ten yard line, and that's when the pick six happened. And blah blah, blah. It just all felt like, oh shoot, that's gonna be one of those games. Um, and it's funny, it's funny because I don't get to watch the game um, day of, as most of the listeners know. Uh, I, I watch the game later and on Game Pass, and I still, I still feel all the emotions, even though I know what's gonna happen. Like when that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, come on, guys like as if it was happening live. Uh, But um, it it sucks to watch it because, you know, I think what makes it, and I don't know if I've mentioned this or not, but what makes it so bad is we know that they're capable of so much more. Um, So it's just it's tough to watch. Um, We could talk about special teams really fast and kind of hit on it if we're done with defense. Did we want to mention anybody else?
2: Um, I mean, no one, I, I don't think anyone pops out. I think like you said that, that Taequann uh, fumble, obviously you have to be better than that. Obviously that's not how you want to start a game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, Parky was five for five so, on his kicks. So that's something you like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been, he's been unbelievable since the, uh, the missed kicks and you know, that whole debacle and the night practice and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean Parkey's the only one of note for me.
1: Yeah, um I no one really stood out to me, um honestly. Um it was just one of those games where no one no one in particular was awful and no one was too good. It was just everyone was kind of meh. And um you know, and w- when that happens usually with this team, um it's most likely going to be a loss from uh, what we've seen so far this year.
0: Um What's what's uh, Roquan Roquan? What was Roquan's stats for this game? Just to keep up with a defensive rookie of the year candidate.
2: Uh, Ten total tackles, seven solo.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. I would say that's a pretty good addition to his already. I think he had sixty-eight at the time, so he is now at. Oh, I don't have it anymore. Exited out. I think he's. I think he's top six now. He's moving up. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been really good. I mean, the only the only knock against him I have is that on that trick play, um, he kind of he got caught in the middle of not sure what he should do, if he should drop back or if he should run at Beckham and try to bring him down. And obviously then that gives him more time, and then the touchdown happens. But, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Roquan's been really good. You know, he's showing why, you know, he wanted to hold out and get the money he wanted because he's been worth it 1,000%. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that Odell touchdown holy smokes that hurt my heart like that should have been a sack or an interception it just floated up in the air Um, and that was that was tough to watch was a random thought that hit my head as as you're talking about mistakes and um, but that was tough to watch because it looked like we we had it It, it, and that was fourth down wasn't it yep Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah that was tough to watch but Sweet. Odell
2: the, also has more forty-plus yard touchdown passes than UI Manning. Yeah, I saw that. So. That was
0: crazy. <laughs> I can't believe we lost. Uh, it still hasn't really sunk in. Uh, I, I never mind. It it has. It, it it's it's hard. It just sucks because it, it like the Dolphins game. Like I thought for sure this was it. Um, but anyways, um, let, let's talk a little bit about the Rams game. Uh, Chris, we'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, um, you know, one of the best teams in the league uh, is coming to town. So um, it's obviously going to be an exciting game. Um, You know, it's going to be a real test, obviously. So, um, you know, everybody's going to be at their best. Uh, We're going to get confirmation um, on Trubisky starting probably very soon. But uh, it's looking like that's about to happen. Um, He's about to be back. So um, that's obviously a great sign. Uh, our defense has to keep playing well. Um, you know, we're we're a lot better at at home as as we've been talking about um, this season. So um, that's going to be important. And you know, just stopping Todd Gurley. Uh, he's mm-hmm. already running back in the league, um, and that that guy's just so talented. He's, he can do so many different things. So um, stopping him and and you know just keep playing how we, how we've been playing with with Trubisky and and you know I, I don't think the Rams defense is as good as people make it out to be um well how as good as they made it out to be i think people are starting to realize that they were slightly overrated defensively but um overall i think it's a winnable game um just gotta hope everybody's at their best
2: jake yeah i mean obviously this is the biggest game of the year uh you know you get flexed a sunday night for the second time for a reason um obviously this is going to be a game that Everybody watches. Everybody's going to be watching this game. Um, It's going to say a lot about the Bears. It's going to say a lot about the Rams. And, you know, it's just there's a lot that's going to be happening. Trubisky, it looks like he's going to start. You need him healthy. You need to be able to throw the deep ball. You need his scrambling ability, his athleticism in the pocket. Um, That's huge. You need to know how to use Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. you got to put your playmakers in a position to succeed. So that means... Going down the sideline with Gabriel and Robinson, going over the middle with Cohen and Burton, uh, using Anthony Miller and Adam Shaheen and, and, zo- and the red zone uh, because those those are their best areas. That's what they're best at doing. That's what you brought them in to do. Um, as far as the Rams' defense goes, I don't think they have a keep to lead back yet. I'm not sure if he's supposed to play this week, but obviously he's one of their best corners uh so if if he's out then that's a boost for you you have to target whoever is in for him um we're going to learn about a lot about the bears offensive line because obviously the hmm. rams have one of the best front seven uh and especially defensive line with Aaron Donald, Damarious Sue, Dante Fowler, uh, the list goes on and on and on. They have all these guys that can make a play happen at any point. Um so i we're going to see learn a lot about Cody Whitehair and James Daniels this game. uh I think for the offense that about covers it the defense um I mean like Chris said it's Todd Gurley I mean he had 132 yards and two scores against the Lions and that 30 to 16 win but I mean the Rams have their weaknesses because in that Detroit game it took them until the fourth quarter to pull away and make it a two-score game Jared Goff threw his seventh interception of the year uh, and that was against the Lions. And the Bears have a much better secondary. They have much better playmakers with Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller and Prince Mookamara back there. You have to uh, you have to pressure Goff. You have to make him think fast, think on his feet. Uh, you have to Leonard Floyd needs to keep playing well. Khalil Mack needs to be Khalil Mack, uh, and then Akeem Hicks obviously has to do his thing. It's going to be very interesting. I'm really excited to watch this game. I'm also terrified to watch this game, but. I I think the bears can stick with this Rams team. I think with Trubisky back there and you know, that's why I said earlier in the show, I think this giants loss for the bears was a good wake up call. I think it was something that you needed to happen because like I said, they were reading their own headlines. They were, they were rolling. They were, I I don't think they took the giants seriously. So now you refocus, you come back to earth, you say, all right, the Rams are 11 and one they're super bowl favorites. Let's do this. Like, here we go. This is our moment to shine. We got to show everyone we can bounce back from a bad loss.
0: Uh, I think you hit it right on on the head with the Bears not taking the Giants seriously. Because if they did, they would have put. I, I think I saw that Nagy said that he's at ninety nine percent or something like that. If they took if they took the Giants seriously, they'd have just put Mitch, Mitch Trubisky in instead of letting him rest one more week. Like it's kind of like the Khalil Mack Allen Robinson thing. They they left them out. Because they knew they could win without him. I mean, if if they were being completely honest, that's why they left him out. Um, and we left Mitch Trubisky out because Mitch Trubisky out because we knew we could win without him. And then they, we ended up losing because we didn't take him seriously. So I think this week coming up, um, we're gonna play with all of 110 percent. Every player on that field is gonna be giving everything that they possibly can um, with no. Winning high, like they 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 just came off a loss. They want to prove that they're they're the ones, and I I, I think we can stay in the game. Um, I'm gonna give my prediction in a second, but it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough game. Um, if we don't stop Todd Gurley, we're done. Um, it's kind of like Saquon, Saquon Barkley. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Like you can't you can't have a great run game. And I mean, you can't let them have a great run game and still win the game. I just I don't think it's possible um, in today's game because with the RPOs and all that stuff. Like if you, you've got to respect it if if they're able to run on you. So Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and all of them in the center have to be able to stop them, and then a Cleo Mack Mac and Aaron Lynch and Leonard um, Floyd on the outside have to be able to stop them on the outside. So I think Todd Gurley is going to be The factor in this game again. So if they can stop, if they can have their run defense that they had against the Vikings, against Davin Cook and Latavius Murray, and stop Todd Gurley, I think we can we can do this um,
2: and just make them one-dimensional. Let's be clear: Uh, you're not going to stop Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league. Um, You know, but you can slow him down. You can take the Rams out of their element uh, at least a little bit. Um, you just gotta send everything you got at them.
0: I'm gonna. Uh, so I'm gonna debate that we can, and so I, that's, I think you can. That's what I, I want to see, though. That's what I want to see from our defense. If we're gonna win the Super Bowl, <laughs> we've gotta we've gotta find a way to stop these high powered offenses. Kind of like Alvin Kamara. We the, the Cowboys stopped Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Like if I, it's possible, and I think that's what we need to do is be able to stop the, the, these super high-powered run offenses, and and because that's what they thrive on. That's what Drew Brees thrives on. That's what uh, Jared Goff thrives on is not being able not being leaned on. And when they're leaned on, and I'm not saying Drew Brees can't be leaned on. I'm just saying it's easier to run your offense when your run game is working. And so my my. Stance is: is if you could stop somehow stop the all-pro, debatably best running back in the league. If you could somehow stop him, this game I think is in our hands, and I think we'll be okay. And I mean, that may be obvious, that may be dumb, but that's just that's where I stand on the on the issue. Um, But yeah. Anyways, where 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 are you guys on this prediction?
2: Um. I I I don't really want to give a score prediction because I, I it's easy to say that the Rams win this game but I think I think that the Bears have the resiliency I think they have the mentality to bounce back from their loss and steal this game especially since it is at Soldier Field in front of a national stage in front of a national audience I mean
0: okay so you're going to go with a win or um it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you say what or a yeah, loss I, yeah. I
2: I think I do think the Rams win this game. I just think they're so good. I think it's close, but I, I think the Rams do pull this one out.
1: Um I am actually going to disagree with you. Um I am actually really confident this week for some reason. Um I I can't answer why and um you know, it this is really rare, rare for me to be confident so you guys should... <laughs> to take this week to appreciate this um but uh, you know i i just feel like it's gonna be cold it's gonna be very cold on sunday night um you know the rams playing warm weather um they haven't played in you know weather like this all year um and you know this is chicago bear weather um i, I think we have the talent um to compete with them um you know obviously as I just mentioned, it's a home game, so um, you know, I feel like that, that's also a huge boost considering how well we've played at home this year. Um say so yeah, I'm gonna go with a Bears win. Um I'm gonna say um, I'll go twenty eight twenty four Bears.
0: Oh wow. Low scoring game. I mean for the Rams low scoring. Yep. Um jeez. I was gonna say a loss, and <laughs> and then uh, uh, Chris, you had to be all optimistic on me. Um, I think I'm just gonna go with with what. Oh shoot, man! Ugh. I, it's it's the run game. <laughs> I think what's gonna happen is that Vic Fangio is gonna look at tape from this week and be like, "All right, guys, we gotta stop the run," because that's that was. That, i i feel like that was our achilles heel in this game and which made their we 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 weren't able to um respect i mean we, we were respecting the run so we weren't be able to block the the some of the wide receivers that were going out i mean that guy was wide open that odell ran um uh, through to um and it was because we were respecting the run game at least that's what i think like i said i'm not an analytics guy anyways i'm gonna go with the. oh <laughs> i'm gonna go with the uh, lost just because that was my original thought I'm not going to let Chris mess with my uh, prediction I, I want them to win so bad and they need the win to prove that they're contenders um, if they lose I'm going to be heartbroken but it just proves that we're just one season away and next year I'm going to predict that they're going to win they're going to go 16-0 and 0. but <laughs> just because I, I do feel like we're one season away from being dominant for a very long time um, and what are we talking about? We're dominant this season, so um we're just not we'll find out if we're on if we're there or not this this week um we We said it before that Vikings was the true test um but this this will just take us to the next level if we win this game and uh we'll feel unbeatable if we beat the rams um I just what's what I think why I'm hurt so bad is I just told my dad like two days ago. And this may have been too soon—not uh, two days ago. Yeah, on Saturday—not um, two days ago, Saturday. Um, this may be too soon, and I may be an idiot for even saying it, but I was like, "Dad, we're going to the Super Bowl." Like, and he—he's a Broncos fan, um, so it's not like he was agreeing with me at all. And I gave all my reasons, and then we lost to the Giants. And it's just when you're so confident in something, and and your pride, your pride gets. Chop down, and I'm not saying we're not going anymore. And I'm not saying all that, but I'm just saying when I go to talk to people and I have all this confidence, and then they they lose, I, I it just if they, it if they
2: win this week, parade's back on, Mo.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly.
2: It's so wild because. I mean, regardless, I mean, the bears could lose out and end up eight and eight. And I still think this season's a success because you're leaps and bounds ahead of where you thought. I mean, before the season started, obviously before the Cleo Mack trade, we were all thinking the three of us were thinking, what, seven, eight wins. Yeah. I mean, and so I think we all predicted somewhere in that range. Then obviously the trade happens. And I think we all bumped up a win or two, eight or nine, maybe even 10 optimistically. Um and then we start playing, you start winning, and you start having these close losses to the Packers and the Patriots, and you know some of these games that you play really well. And then you know you're so up and down. Uh, I mean, like Josh, you alluded to it. Next year's your year because this year is a success no matter what. Trubisky took that next step. You showed you can have a dominant defense. You showed your team on the cusp. No matter what happens. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to lose out, obviously. I still think they end up with 10 wins, maybe 11. But, <clears throat> I mean, this is a good team. I mean, this is probably a playoff team because uh, it's down to you and the Vikings now. And, y- you know, no matter what happens this week going forward, this team showed a lot, and you have a lot to be positive about. Obviously, now heightened expectations as the season's gone on. You're 8-4. and four, But, I mean, that's just that's just me playing the, uh, the realist, I guess.
0: Yeah, and... I think the biggest positive from this team that I love so much and that we can hang our hat on, we can be excited about is Nagy is a great coach. And I I just, some of the play calls, his creativity, all that stuff. Um, He's a player's coach and the guys love him and respect him and would give their, give the shirt off their back for him as the saying goes. And you, you can, you just feel the energy wherever he's at. And I, I, I I respect him as a as a coach, and I think I think we're gonna be good for a long time, not because of just the players we have, because players come and go, but coaches they're there for a while, and I think he's gonna be here for a while, doing what he does, what he showed he could do this season so far. So, um, if Bears go eleven and five, do
2: um, you think Nagy is up for Coach of the Year? I think he is already. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I think it's the same thing. Like, if they lose out, I think he is just because of how far this team's come.
1: Um, yeah, I, I have to agree with Jake there. Um, but I think if we go eleven five, I think he should absolutely be 100 percent.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, that and I I think he deserves it. He's, he's just he's been phenomenal this entire season, and, and you could feel it, especially Bears fans. You could just feel it from the off season when we first got him on and his first presser. I was like, wow, I like this guy. Um, I wasn't skeptical at all from the very beginning. Like some guys you bring on, and you're like, "Prove it!" Like I want, I want to see it. But Nagy just had this thing about him. He just seemed like a really cool guy. But um, it's a pretty solid show. I'm. I'm I, thank you guys for doing this every week. I really appreciate it. Just because it's just another another chance just to talk about Bears football with people who know Bears football as opposed to saying as opposed to just talking to random people about it, like it's just neat to talk to you guys about it and have people listen to what we we have to say. So thank you, Chris and Jake uh, for meeting with me every week and doing these, these, these bears talks
1: for sure, man, for sure. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. It's always a pleasure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to bears nation podcast. Um, I mentioned at the beginning uh, subscribe like comment do all those things uh, we're on twitter at bears nation pod um, give us a comment dm us tweet at, at us um, we want to we want to interact with you guys and we also have our personal uh, twitters twitter account and mine is at josh 28 jake you are i'm at jake hassan too and then chris
1: and I am at ChrisNano10. All
0: right, and out of the three of us, Chris is the bigger Twitter um, celebrity. So go and follow him. He's always active on Twitter. If you want someone fun to look, just read all of his comments and uh,
1: Nah, nah. It's, if you're gonna follow me, you got to make sure you follow my other two guys. Too, so.
0: <laughs> Fair <laughs> well, enough. Jake, Jake's always talking about. Um, Random, random music musical artists like bob seeker
2: and uh his, his oh I'm, I'm all over the place I, <laughs> I, my brand is my brand is extremely wild it's a lot of different things today i had a small 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 freak out about the avengers 4 trailer not even the whole movie but it's fine i'm fine
0: no i love i love following both of you guys so it's it's a ton of fun and then I i don't even know where you classify me i just kind of throw stuff up there every now and then but Uh, yes follow us uh, if you want to interact don't be afraid to just reach out and ask us questions Um, we enjoy the fact that there's people who listen to us so um, we'll go ahead and end this so I'm Josh I'm Jake and I'm Chris and bear down guys